0: Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. We've been talking about walking in the miraculous, and I want to share one more thought, one more. uh, We have one more week. This is the last week in that. I hope that after today, you will continue to walk in the miraculous, especially using the things that hopefully I give you today that you can learn today that will empower you to move out. Now, the name or the title of this message is um, a future, knowing a future that cannot be stopped. Knowing a future that cannot be stopped. Like right now, now I know, let's say, let's say right now I opened a, an opportunity for you to play the lottery, even though you know, I don't want to get into whether it's good or not, just an example. But you knew the number. Like you knew the number that was gonna be pulled. Like you knew it was gonna be five, two, six, three. You knew that. You were like, you know, you know, you know. There's no doubt about it. Five, two, six, three, it's coming, right? So first of all, how much money would you bet? I mean, if you absolutely knew. Then i put my house on it. i put everything I had, you know, because you know, right? And then while you were waiting for the day for that lottery to be chosen, how would you feel? What would you be doing? Planning my next vacation, you know? Saying, wow, all right, awesome. I can do this, I can give this much money. I'll be able, you know, like, because if it was worth millions, you knew, right? So you you would put everything on it if you knew for a fact that that was the number, right? Very simple. Now, let's say you needed money. Like, you were in desperate need of money. And you were, like, out of options. And you say, you know what? I'm just going to take a chance. I have no idea what the number is, and I'm going to put everything that I have, everything, my house, my car, everything. I'm going, to, I'm going to put everything I have on three, two, six, five. I'm going to put it all there, and I'm going to put it on there, right? And how would you feel from the time that you did that until the time that the lottery thing was picked? You would feel a whole lot different, wouldn't you? You wouldn't plan a thing. You wouldn't plan your next vacation. You wouldn't plan what you could do with the money you were going to win because you'd be sitting there hoping, oh, no, I hope, hope, hope. I mean, I'm a, right? Whole different attitude on how you would approach things. Now, I don't know if you remember, but a couple of weeks ago, uh, Pastor Herman read out of 1 Samuel, and he read about Hannah. And how Hannah desired to have a baby and then she at the end of the chapter she said this, she said oh thank you sir then she went back again and ate and she was no longer sad so what happened was she heard from God, she heard she had prayed but she heard from God it wasn't the first time she prayed but then she prayed she heard from God and it says that she was no longer sad, now my question is was she pregnant? No not yet She wasn't pregnant yet, but she was calm. She was relaxed, and she knew it would happen. Same thing happened to Job. If you know the story of Job, Job was, you know, really uh, uh, always standing there and shaking his fist at God. He had lost everything. His whole family had died. He was sitting. uh, It says they had boils all over his skin. He was sitting there, and he was upset, and for basically 39 chapters or so, He just kind of said, God, I want to talk to you. And then in chapter 40, I believe it is, through 42, 39 through 42, God begins to speak. And at the end, in chapter 42, Job says this. I have only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my eyes. I take everything back and I sit down in the ashes to show my repentance. And so all of a sudden he hears from God, he hears God's voice and he sits down in the same exact place where he was before and yet he is completely changed because he has heard God's voice. Nothing on the outside had changed but everything on the inside had changed. It happened to Mary, you know, the mother of Jesus. She was sitting there and she's like, how can this happen that I will, you know, that I will have a child, you know? Uh, I am young, I'm a virgin. How can this happen? And then the angel spoke to her. And when she got done, when when the angel got done speaking, she said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left. And you see, you never see Mary like nervous. She just walks through it without a whole lot of worry. This happened to Abraham when Abraham heard that, that uh, you know, that God said, listen, I'm going to make you a great nation and you will have a child. And then, he changes. It happened to Moses. Moses was a guy who was full of defeat and had failed uh, and, and had even murdered someone, but he completely changed at the, uh, at the uh, burning bush when he heard God's voice and God said, I will use you to deliver God's people. Something changed inside of him. You see, and, and one thing I want you to notice is, if you notice God always speaks, he tells them something, but guess what he doesn't say? He doesn't say how, and he doesn't say when. But he does speak and give them a promise. Today I want to talk about how we respond to God's promise, because how you respond to God's promise will determine your health during the wait. How you respond and how you actually receive God's promise will determine whether you worry from the time you receive it till the time it happens, or how you can remain in a place of peace. We talked about, we've been talking about miracles, and I believe that God promises these miracles. Maybe some of you have yet to see that miracle. Right? But I can tell you this that God has given you a promise. How are you handling that promise right now while you wait for the completion? See, God, when He makes a promise, he does everything that he, he, he does everything to make sure that that promise comes to pass. I kind of said it this way in, 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 in the first gathering. God doesn't worry, okay? And I'll tell you in a minute why I don't believe he worries. He doesn't have to worry. But let's say it this way. When God gives you a promise, he's not worried about you. He's worried about only one thing. He's worried about making sure that his promise comes to pass. Now, I know he doesn't worry. So he doesn't have to worry because basically he knows it will come to pass. Because what God's promise is is this. God sees you here. But he also sees you here and here and here and here. He sees the future. He knows the future way before it happens. And so basically, God's promises, He sees you here and He's telling you here. Are you catching that? God's promise is only telling you what the future will be. And I guarantee you, He will do it. And so we see this verse. In, 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 in Philippians. And Paul writes this verse, he says, I have a certain, uh, I, I am certain that God who began a good work in you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. That is a promise. That is a promise. And he didn't say, I am certain that God who began a good work in you And then say to you, you must do all the work to complete it. He didn't say that. He said, he will complete the work that he began. So he begins the work and he completes the work. He always begins the work and completes the work. This is a beautiful thing. And you can be certain of this because it's not about you. It's about what God has said. And when God says something, that's why every one of his promises are yes And amen. It's not by works of righteousness that you have done, but according to his mercy that you are saved. According to him, it's always about him. But see, what happens is he's going to complete the work. Now, what did he start in you? What he did when you decided, if you have decided and you said, Jesus, I want to follow you as my Lord and Savior. I want, to, to, I want you as my Lord and Savior. And then what happens is he comes and he puts his Holy Spirit in, in you. He comes and lives inside you. This is a guarantee, as it says in Ephesians, guaranteeing your inheritance in the future. He comes in and he says, Okay. I'm going to make you, I'm going to forgive you, and I'm going to mold you and make you into my image so that when he appears, we will appear like him. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says when he appears, we will appear like him. Now, there is another verse that I need to kind of bring up here just to kind of balance things because some have said, okay, since... since, I, don't ha- I can't do anything about my salvation. I don't have to do anything. And we want to act like the babies we just saw. We want God to pick us up here, and we don't have to change. We can still be babies, and we still get God's milk, and he continues to feed us in God's milk, and that's how we live all our lives, blah, 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 right? And then at the end of the life, you know, he made us into his image, but we won't be any stronger, that's not what God desires. So there is something that we need to do in between. Not to better or to help him complete the work, but so that we are strong and healthy. That's why the Bible says, you know, there are some, once God comes into you, he builds a foundation. And that foundation is Jesus Christ. And there's nothing you can do about that. There's, that's him. He's the one who does it all. And he says, but you, you have a choice to build. You can build with wood, Hay or stubble, or you can build with precious stones. And it says that at the end of your life, anything that is not of God will get burned up. That's the wood, hay, and stubble. And it says, if you build with just wood, hay, and stubble, when you go to heaven, you will get into heaven, but everything will be burnt up. And they use this expression, you will get into heaven by the skin of your teeth, which means you just barely get in. And God's Encouragement to us today is he doesn't want to see us do work that way. He wants to see us come in building wood, building with uh, gold and precious stones, so that when we come into heaven, we walk in and we say, "God, hallelujah!" We're excited. We've been with you from the very beginning. We have believed your promise from the very beginning. We have trusted you, trusted in you from the very beginning. We started trusting you, and we have not failed. uh, Paul said it this way: He said, "I have run the race." I have finished the race and now there is, there, there is in store for me a crown of righteousness. See, he knew he had run the race well. So I want to talk about how to run the race well, how to believe in God's promise in a way that will help you to uh, live strong and healthy lives. Now, let me say it this way. You know, we, just so you know, we're always, we, if you don't eat, you die, right? If you don't eat, you will die. Amen? That's, that's a fact. Don't eat, die. Right? Simple. You have to eat. But what you eat determines, right, determines how healthy you are. Like I told my wife, I said, you know, I've always told my wife, I am allergic to anything green. Any food that's green, I'm allergic to it. I really hate vegetables. I don't like vegetables. Right? But lately, I said, you know what? I will eat vegetables. And when I started eating vegetables, my body started cooperating and my stomach actually got smaller. Amazing how that happens. Amazing how that happens. And it's true, if you eat good, if you eat healthy, your body will feel healthy. Can I get an amen? amen. Obviously, if you eat junk food, if you eat, you know, always junk, and all you eat is nasi, and all you you know, then you know if that's all you eat. It's so funny in, in, in Indonesia. You know, you don't see a lot of people who are overweight, but diabetes is huge in Indonesia. Why? Nasi. Of course. Yeah, that rice turns into sugar big time. So if you eat good, right? Well, the same is for your spirit and your mind. What you eat, what you feed on, is how you will be emotionally and spiritually, whether you'll be healthy or not. If you feed on your doubts and fears and concerns and worries and all that stuff, guess what? Your emotional state, your spiritual state, will not be healthy. Can I get an amen? An African said it this way one time. He said this. He said, it's like, it's like there's two dogs inside you. Like two dogs inside you. There's one heavenly dog and there's one earthly dog. And whichever one you're feeding is the one that's winning. Makes sense, right? So if you, if you keep doubting and fearing, then what will happen is it, will, it won't help you to press on. If you just walk in your doubts and fears, it'll keep you from pressing on. Listen to this scripture verse. Now all glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without fault, without fault, without fault. How many here believe, how many here believe that they can stand before God right now without fault? Raise your hand. Thank you, thank you. At least four people got what I just talked about. See, the reason you didn't raise your hand, forgive me, You didn't believe the promise. You didn't believe the promise that God said he is able to take you, to take you, to take you into his presence without fault. So how do you get into God's presence? God takes you there. And how does God take you there? You have him inside you. Can I get an amen? I don't know about you, but that encourages me. It really encourages me. It gets me really excited to know. Like you take a little child, right? And you say to him, Forgive me, translators. I know I'm going fast. You take a little child, you know, you say, you say to that little kid, you know, little guy, you're Superman. You know, what does he do? He puts on a cable. I'm Superman, man. I'm Superman. He doesn't even, you know, if you told him you could jump off, a, uh, you know, the, the roof and he'd fly, he'd probably do it. Why? Because he received the promise like a child. God says to you, I can take you into, into my presence. I can take you there without fault. And we go, nope no you can't no you can't no you can't no you can't because we don't receive his promise we don't receive his promise we don't truly trust we don't truly you know have you ever seen someone do this it happens all the time you know like it's you know you're in trouble you're struggling you know you're 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 really having a hard time right And so, like, and and you're feeling like, you know, oh, no. And and you're praying. You're like, oh, God, please help me. Oh, God, please help me. Oh, God, God, I really need help. God, I really need help. God, I really need help. But you know what? You're not really praying. You're kind of wishing. You know, you're kind of wishing. You're kind of just saying, if I say the words, if I say all the right things, if I say the words correctly then I'll be okay. But inside your spirit, inside your heart, when you're done praying, you're still scared to death. You're still worried. I had someone this week um, who, uh, who, had, uh, who was dealing with some spirits, some bad spirits. I'll just say it that way. you know. And uh, I asked him, I said, do you want to receive Jesus? And he said, yes. And so... We prayed, and I watched him. And as he was praying, he wasn't really praying. He was just using words. And in his mind, I really believed he was saying to himself, if I say these words, then that evil spirit will leave. After he got done praying, and guess what happened? Sama. <laughs> he still had that fun happening inside him. So we talked some more. We waited longer, we waited longer, we waited longer. See, and I'll tell you the rest of the story in a minute. But see, it's not just saying it, okay? Something has to happen. Now the Bible says this, Paul said this, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Now in this context, let's just be honest, in this context when when Paul wrote this, the New Testament didn't exist. Okay, now he may have been talking about the Old Testament, right? But but I, th- there's another way that you can kind of understand this verse. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. This is what happened to Mary. This is what happened to Job. This is what happened to Abraham. This is what happened to Hannah. See, they didn't just hear the words. They didn't just hear the promise that God will never leave you or forsake you, that God will take you f- from this life to the next life. That God will, uh, will cover you and forgive you of all your sins. They didn't just hear it because someone said it. They didn't just hear it because they knew the words or they knew the verse. Something happened inside them. And they actually heard God. I like the word that they use in Bahasa. You know, instead of berharap, it's yakin. Yakin means to like know, like to just know. And so sometimes, well, not sometimes, what I believe you need to know and you need to be able, the way to live in the miraculous is to not just simply know in your mind, hear me tell you the, the, the promise, but rather to actually hear God speak to you in your innermost being that that is true because it will change your life. It will literally change your life. I remember when Carol and I were in Lombo, I mean, not Lombo, in, in, uh, in, in Salatiga, and I remember a time where we were in great trouble. We were very, like, we were in deep. We were way over our heads, and I remember quoting scripture after scripture. God, you said if we do this, you'll do this. God, you said this. Nothing was changing in my spirit at all, Nothing. And I was as nervous as I was when I got done praying. Until one day, before anything changed, I heard God's voice say, Donald, I will take care of you and your family. And when he spoke those words, nothing changes except everything for me changed. I was calm. I was relaxed. I knew that God was going to do what he always does. And actually, he did something so luarbious, so amazing, that was just uh, changed, changed everything. I couldn't believe it. I could have never done what he did. See, I'm telling you today that you need to start digging. You need to start when I talked about it last week, crying out, crying out to the point of knocking on the door until you hear his voice, until you know, you know that he is there. I can tell you all day that he is with you, but until you know he's with you, you don't know he's with you. Can I get a man? And so God has said what? God has said, I will complete the work that I've begun in you. Receive it. You know, when you hear somebody say that, it's like, okay, I received it. No. Yes, I know. They always give me notes in the back. That's why I deal with it. Deal with it. Receive it. Receive God's word. What that means is stay up all night until you hear God's voice. Don't stop knocking on God's door until you know he has opened it and he has spoken to you. Then you will know. It says then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. That is the truth that you need to hear God's voice in your innermost being. Now I have another part I'm not gonna finish. I'm not gonna get to finish, but I just wanna finish that story. So this guy, you know, he prayed, but he didn't really pray. He just mouthed it. And then all of a sudden, we talked some more. We spoke some more. And then he asked God to forgive him, and when he started asking God forgiveness, you know, he was praying, he had his eyes closed, and I had my eyes open because I was just watching, and I watched him. And all of a sudden, I could see, I could see it wasn't just mouth. It was like, God, forgive me. God, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Lord, I thank you. Come into my life, right? And as he was praying, God, come into my life. And you could see that he was actually praying. It was like a yakin moment. He truly was praying. All of a sudden, he started feeling that evil spirit come. And I watched him. And when, and when he did that, all of a sudden, the spirit came and he poked his chest out. And he said, in the name of Jesus, get out of here. You have no place. I am a child of God. Get out. See, that's the difference. The difference is when you know in your innermost being that God is with you, that he'll never leave you or forsake you, that God will complete the work, that nothing can touch you. When you know this, then you will be healthy and you will change the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you pray. And you will keep Walking in the miraculous because you will no longer walk by what you see, but you will walk in the very promises that you know are in your future that God has already promised and given to you now. So when you pray and when God says, I've healed you, even though you don't feel healed, you can walk in it because you say, I know God said it. And everybody thinks you're crazy and you don't worry about a thing. This is how you walk in the miraculous. This is how, and the only way, the only way is for you to really hear his voice. Now this morning, maybe you've heard his voice. When I say hear his voice, one more thing. Sometimes you might hear him audibly. I've never heard him audibly, but I can tell you, I know when I know that I hear him. I know it. You know, one miracle for me, I went up two days of prayer one time, years ago. I went up and I was praying in Tabanon, and I was praying, and I said to God at the second day, I said, I haven't heard anything, God. What's going on? I really would like to hear your voice. Just, I mean, that's why I came up here, God. You know, it's been nice being with you, but it's really nice to hear your voice. And out of nowhere, he said, Daniel will marry Rachel. And this is before they even had a date. And I knew it was God's voice. I was like, okay. Not what I was expecting, but okay. And I never told them until the day they married, uh, that afternoon after they got married, I told them that I knew. Because I wasn't going to touch it, but I knew. And And I was calm. I was calm when Daniel said, can I, you know, Pastor Don, can I have lunch with you? I mean, I was actually laughing through the whole thing going, I know what he's going to do, you know. <laughs> hear God's voice. Will you hear God's voice? Will you listen to God's voice? So I'm going to stop now. Maybe it will maybe happen to you right now, but I really want to encourage you to, 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 to get so desperate To get so hungry, like Psalm 61 or 63, forgive me. It says, my my heart and my soul long for you. My heart thirsts for you as someone who is dry and weary in a desert land. And then it says, I heard you in the sanctuary. You see a whole change in the Psalm when he says he hears him. You need to hear his voice. Let's just spend a moment. Quiet your spirit. Maybe God will speak to you right now, and then I'll just say a quick prayer and close. Lord, we hunger and thirst after you. Father, we need, no, we don't want, Lord God. Like food, Lord God, we need to hear your voice. I pray that you would help your people hear your voice. Know that all the promises are yes and amen. In Jesus' name, amen.